0: Welcome to Opposable Thumbs. Opposable Thumbs is a podcast where Taylor and Rob tackle a new creative challenge every two weeks and talk about our accomplishments, failures, and lessons learned. Liberation is our challenge this episode. Thanks to Aaron O'Brien for the challenge. And Abigail Glaum-Lathbury is our guest this episode. Greetings, Abigail. Hello. My name is Rob Ray. I use the he, his gender pronoun, and I'm a designer and run the exoskeleton art space here in Los Angeles.
1: And I'm Taylor Hokinson. I'm a artist, educator, DIY enthusiast, CAD CAM evangelist, noted tall person, and I'm a he-his kind of guy. Is it my turn? It is. It's your turn.
2: <laughs> I am Abigail Glom-Lathbury. Um, I'm a jumpsuit evangelist.
1: woo <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> uh, I'm a convert.
2: Lover of all things rational, um, an artist and an educator, and I use she-her pronouns.
0: Awesome.
1: Here we are. So Rob, maybe a little context. Yes. I got to know Abigail, um, I think subliminally, because there were posters around Columbia College when she came through to do a talk, and then uh, we got in touch and found that we have a lot in common, uh, creative ideas, open source um, ethos, Mm -hmm. but then she also has this incredible jumpsuit project, and then some coming projects that are really fun too, like um, how do we refer to the GUCCI project so that we don't draw a lawsuit? What do we, um, we call
2: it? We call it Project Gucci. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, um, which is which is just the the the, the acronym. so it's an acronym. Um, it stands for the Genuine Unauthorized Clothing Clone Institute. Um, mostly, I'm just a thief.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, by any other name. <laughs> uh, but I should also add for context. So, so one of the things that I really dig about Abigail's work. Is this jumpsuit project right? This open source design. You can go to jumpsuit.it, jumpsuit with a dot before the it. Uh, is it up to two hundred and forty customized patterns? Am I getting um, that right? Two
2: hundred and forty-eight ungendered sizes. Yes.
1: Yes, a ton of sizes on this uh, so-called um, a, a, you know degendered utopian mono garment. I hope I'm getting that correct. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I wound up building a whole class around Abigail's project, and she's so open-handed about the IP here. I said, Oh, we're going to do this. And she just said, Great, and came and did a talk with our class. And we all, it was just so exciting and creative and fun. And there were no layers of how are we being remunerated or, you know, who gets credit and how. And um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed swimming in those waters where everybody has drunk the Kool Aid on the open source thing. And then you just get down to thinking, Well, how can we make this? you know, build this in different directions and have it grow and so forth. It was super, super fun to participate in your project. So thanks for doing it.
2: Oh, it was my pleasure. Your class was amazing. Um, They laughed at my jokes. I made a joke about panopticons and everybody laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I was See? very yeah, happy. you know, you get a good, a good group. <laughs> and then they all made really amazing jumpsuits. They did a really good job.
1: So Rob, because I know Abigail, I want to get out of the way and let you ask your question. Did you say you had a had one queued up for
0: him yeah my 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 question was about project gucci well i had two questions i guess um my but my first question is about is about project gucci the outfit you're wearing i believe the green one in the photo Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. is totally amazing um in many ways and it it says in the description that certain aspects of it are digitally printed and i was just curious about how that how that how that works like i i understand like a inkjet printer and like a laser printer and but then i immediately flipped like silkscreen when i think about clothing and i have seen what i feel like is digital printed cloth but i don't understand the process so i was curious about about if you had any um insight into how that worked
2: yeah so they are photographs that i'm taking and then um making a file on photoshop slash illustrator it's a combo effort and then sending them to uh, various printers. So there are a couple of different printing varieties. The one that I like is the dye sublimation. And so that's where there's a um, soda ash mixture that's been kind of applied, I don't know how exactly, um, to the surface of fabric, which has been backed with a paper. So it gives it a rigid or semi-rigid uh-huh. substrate. Okay. <clears throat> um and then it gets rolled into a tube that looks like an old school missile and then steamed for a certain <laughs> amount of time and then it gets washed so that's the dye sublimation process which is a little bit more labor intensive and then there are other uh, digital printing processes uh where the ink just sits on top so if you look at a if you look at fabric and you turn it over and it's just white on the underside yeah. that's Not always, but that is sometimes a a giveaway for when things are digitally printed.
1: So as I understand Abigail's project, she is visiting, um, speaking of fancy, so fancy fashion houses, trying on sort of, you know, capital I, important garments, taking a selfie of herself with an iPhone.
2: In the dressing room. It's important. It's a dressing room selfie. <laughs>
1: yes, because we're not purchasing these items. That's correct. <laughs> and then we are reworking the image of the original garb along with the silhouette of your hands clutching the phone and capturing the photograph yep. into a new garment where you have made a different pattern. So the structure, the 3D form of the garment is your own, yeah. but then in some way but a modified way, the potentially copyrightable visual material of the pattern, like the visual pattern.
2: So the the tricky thing with fashion is that um, pattern and pattern mean two different things.
1: I, I trip on that every time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So there's like the kind of pattern, um, like, like a, a printed pattern on your couch. Um, so like polka dots, for example, yeah. is a pattern. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the actual pattern, which is the template for the shape of the garment. Um, and so essentially I'm making a template or shape that is um this is a total oversimplification but essentially like a sandwich board.
3: Um mm-hmm.
2: uh, and then the uh the image gets printed onto that. Um and so the the as the author of a selfie, um you are the holder of the copyright. It's your intellectual property. Um and then the um there's a transformation uh which is through the addition of the hands like the hand the cutout of the hands and the telephone which which becomes sort of like my authorial gesture within the garment which is Mm -hmm. what for the most part makes this into a a legal fair use territory uh in a nutshell i would say it's about the way that our legal system is leveraged as a kind of modern day sumptuary code though where sumptuary codes like historically regulated dress and consumption and so this um, doesn't necessarily create like a new code like these aren't laws that are developed to regulate dress but it's um enforcing a hierarchy that already exists so like if taylor has a whole closet full of louis vuitton bags um it is in his interest um that i don't have them (laughs) as knockoffs because then they don't signal in the way that they're supposed to
1: yeah false scarcity yeah it's one of my favorite favorite topics
2: that's right it's so so what you're telling me is that you actually have a bag of uh, a closet full of Birkin bags.
0: I've got mm-hmm. them all down here underneath
1: my uh, table
2: <laughs> i working Excellent. at. <laughs> Excellent.
0: If you were to compare the piece of clothing laid flat and then the piece of clothing flattened by photography on your body, mm-hmm. there's a kind of warping and shifting, I assume
3: mm-hmm. that could
2: happen? Yes, yes. Yes, definitely.
0: There's like a uniqueness to the piece that you're creating, not only with your hands being in front of part of the garment you're taking the picture of but also like your body is changing like, the shape as well. Yes. And I was just curious yeah. about how that was was like to explore and kind of understand.
2: Um in a word how like ho- horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's funny. I am I'm like I'm I'm so present on the project um mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. um to be honest I'm still actually a little bit uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I'm not I'm a weird combination of being um both public and private at the same time. Yeah. Um so like my my projects are frequently very public, but then I I don't as like a person as a as a casual when I don't have my art hat on, <laughs> I don't I'm not like posting online. Like that's right. not really that's just right. not really a thing that I do. And not I I'm, I'm sure there are deeper reasons to it than just that i don't do it but it is it's a very funny thing as somebody who doesn't take selfies to have been showing a lot of people selfies of my of of course me for i don't know however long i've been developing this project i've been working with a team of uh lawyers for a minute
3: wow that's cool um,
2: and it is it's a, it's a it is it's i'm uncomfortable with it. i, uh-huh, think. Uh-huh. I don't know if that answers your question but no it, it does, does yeah 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 that's really cool yeah,
3: yeah
0: that's a really something i hadn't even thought about yeah
1: I've had a long-standing stereotype in my classes that the students with the more tattoos that a student has, the more likely they are to cry during critique. I don't know if <laughs> you guys feel this as well, but I, I do feel like there's actually a really frequent non-intuitive relationship between the extent to which people seem to want to be the center of attention and the extent to which their projects demand that they take the stage in that <laughs> way. I'm actually, I think that's kind of common in some ways. That's yeah, yeah,
2: no, I, I believe that. Uh, yeah, cool. I totally believe that.
0: Oh, thanks. That that project is really cool. And, and um, for folks who uh, want to go to your website, it's just com, And uh, yes. we'll link to that in show notes so people can quickly link right to it.
2: It has all of the letters in it.
1: Rob, do you think we should talk inventions? Yes, we should.
0: Mystery Science
1: Theater 3. Yeah, theos. yeah, let's do it. And you you, you yourself are first with your uh, portly am, zip I file? Am. I am.
0: I, I have quite a zip file.
1: Look at you, you scamp. PNGs, JPEGs, MP4s, and PDFs. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah.
2: What is liberation? I see a text file uh, Mm -hmm. or a file that has quite a bit of text on it Mm -hmm. uh, with many questions. Can it be attained? What is needed? Uh, And then here are some possible answers, maybe. Um, Access to tools and materials uh, so you can make things for yourself, family, and friends. That's a very the means
1: uh, of production.
2: Yeah, makers. Um time and energy to act on inspiration. I'm gonna go ahead and call that leisure time, maybe.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh the freedom to act within your own moral framework.
1: The ability to control and protect your own body is certainly ripped from the headlines.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking that actually. Uh let's see. Freedom to move within your own uh or within your home and community without fear of physical harm also from the headlines
3: so
1: there's a section for responsibilities as too
2: Ooh, unlearning i like this one
1: why does Art- that one speak to you
2: Ooh, i think unlearning is very important unlearning well unlearning is part of my artistic practice mm-hmm. um or like my general approach to doing things i like to learn a thing before i can take it apart i actually think that seems really important that could be anything from pattern making software to uh pedagogy i like I think it is a responsibility to unlearn
1: the thing I liken it to when you're a kid and you get used to having the summers off and then you graduate finally from school and you think no more school, and then you realize that you have to work every day until you're dead <laughs> <laughs> where this sort of adulting you realize like oh, this former framework I had for um Freedom, like there is no free freedom anymore. Particularly then, when you become a parent, too. But this notion of liberation being with no strings attached—I think Rob is getting at the fact that responsibilities come with um, freeing oneself from X or Y. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, I think the working to discern the difference between what feels liberating um, and what is liberating
3: mm, is kind of nice. Sure. I
2: feel like there's a really excellent uh, neoliberal hat trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that delves into this. (laughs) Uh, Should we go to image two?
1: Yeah, when I pop open image two, I see a a website, nps.gov, and Rob is looking at Yosemite National Park maps. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also has highlighted um, a downloadable map that's uh, prepped for Illustrator, which is cool. I didn't realize they had that service.
2: So the next um, file... Looks like a um, looks like a font, a font library. Although I just got my mm-hmm. eyes checked, so now <laughs> I, I am thinking that this looks very much like an eye diagram.
0: It does have an eye chart kind of vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, one
2: yeah number it totally two totally does. I always think they're faking me out.
3: <laughs>
1: and his font is called Fruitager. <laughs>
2: Lt. Standard forty-five light. Does that yeah. what STD stands for? <laughs> yeah, what does standard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. indeed. Right, as opposed as opposed to the other one. Yeah, it's the
1: font everybody mm. worries about in college. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, image four.
2: Rob Rob has definitely opened this file in Illustrator. Yeah.
1: Well, now, I, yeah, it's it is a fancy Illustrator file. Yeah. My word! Look at the layers on that thing. I think they've just done a really careful job at. Expressing these are how lakes look, these are how streams look, and so forth. So you can select them individually.
2: Um there are fifty-two layers mm-hmm. in all.
1: It's badass.
2: Um and we're looking specifically at drainage. The, the, <laughs> drain, yeah. the drainage labels have yeah, been highlighted. Dude.
1: Some really evocative ones. Like what are black black leaders or or perhaps those are the um uh the lines that uh act like arrows.
2: Um, I like other streams.
1: Shuttle bus legend. (laughs) Gather
2: round, children. I'll tell you the legend of the shuttle bus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else need another beer? (laughs) I went straight
2: to the Manhattan, you know. (laughs) I know.
1: I'd do the same if I wasn't uh, chaperoning a uh, toddler field trip to the field museum this morning. Uh, Um, I'm uh, running on fumes, but they're delicious fumes. Uh, Adorable fumes.
2: Let's see. And then image five, has it been altered? I'm going to hold my judgment.
0: Okay.
1: We got a little video on number six. Maybe this will reveal all. Should we play it?
0: Two-minute video, yep. Oh, nice. that He's
1: getting in there and really (laughs) chopping it up.
3: (laughs) Um. (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, Yeah, which which ones are you seeing?
2: So rob is uh, i'm was liking the sex positive fun zone um yeah, the gender exchange site uh what's what's walk in campground about to become I don't know sport game <laughs> ideal ideation workshop, very good.
1: Yeah, so so Rob is getting in there. And so the map has a lot of visual authority because it all has been laid out professionally and the fonts are all in the right places and so forth.
2: Hana Errand so, Trail. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: <laughs> he's able to come in there and um, alter everything in a way that really only reveals itself to be false when he picks something absurd like the weed and psycho- psychedelic station. Mm hmm. Gender, or Half Dome Village, formerly the Curry Village. Is that just what it actually said? That's correct. That one hasn't been edited yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's been edited. Curry Village, you know, Half Dome Village. So I feel like, so one of the interesting things I'm noting, I mean, clearly there's a lot of stuff in there that rubs up against social critique, like Harriet Tubman column, because of course... Trump has come out against the idea of putting Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill and replacing Jackson and blah, 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 and all of the sort of who, you know, the, the white supremacy that he's signaling with that and so forth. But one of the things I'm interested in is that the way Rob's doing it does not necessarily call itself out specifically as a critique. But I don't know. Uh, would you agree with that, Abigail?
3: Or?
2: There is an authority Um in the mm-hmm. map which i think you already talked about um and even uh even fonts and thinking back to the earlier i forget which which exact image it was um yeah Fr- fruit yep
3: yeah yeah yeah, definitely yeah, the, yeah. the map font that,
2: yeah 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 that it's uh that it feels like it has a presence or um is some sort of definitive marker mm-hmm. uh and I also think that it's a very interesting mix of things that you have put on here. So, like, Domestic Workers Lake versus the Femdom Fun Zone. Mm-hmm. Like, those things are, are uh, and I'm not sure if they're intentionally juxtaposed or, or not. Board game ideation. So, um, labor labor time. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to make a leap here. Um, mm-hmm.
1: There's also a lot of uh, sexuality Alluded to.
2: Yeah,
1: i is. I'm trying to square that circle. Let's take a look at our PDF. Is this is the finished product. Yeah, it looks so official. <laughs> it,
2: is, it is official. I like the the combination of um, gay marriage falls and Bridal Veil Creek. It's a good uh, X Y axis there. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, thank you. <laughs> is Wakanda Falls original or is that was that manipulated? Well, only in Black Panther is it original.
3: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs>
0: Well, but but I didn't know if the comic book got Wakanda from somewhere. Right, right, right. This is the, yeah. This is yes. It's working. It's working.
3: Yay.
2: Yeah, yeah. But that's that's it, right? Like it's a, it's um, its authority is a historical.
1: The Equitable Internet Initiative transmitter I found really evocative. <laughs>
2: yeah no, it's nice because there's still like the like the north pines, the lower pines, the upper pines um it's it plays to um it plays to expectations mm-hmm. and then there are other things that do not
0: so Rob, how did we do? great I mean I have almost nothing to say you guys really dove in so excellently um how I got to this was originally through um reimagining a monopoly game that I gave up on mm. uh into something similar to this because i liked the authority of the board game and also the there's a sort of history of i think monopoly was originally called something like the landlord's game and it was like a critique of land ownership yeah yeah. yeah, Yeah. and and so what i was trying to get at was that like liberation is a is a journey more than a destination but then i was like what is both a destination and a journey and then i got to the idea of like national parks or like the wilderness quote-unquote and then i also then got into like well then what is liberation right it's like that has so many different components to it and then i thought like that mapped nicely to like a like a national park experience that you have all these things available to you and so um that you might plan one day to go to you know the harriet tuppen column which which was um originally the Taft column and and still is in in Yosemite. Um, And or that you might decide to go to the animal preserve fall the next day or that you might go to something, you know, just like be able to kind of experience liberation in lots of ways that maybe you wouldn't normally. And then like unlearning peak was a definite steal from like my kind of inspiration document that Abigail read before. So yeah, this is great. Thanks. Yeah. It was really fun to do. I, I encourage, it's really fun to just be able to think through what feels like a very very rigid framework of a map at first and then just kind of being able to like fit your ideas into there like i'm like well i can't really don't really want to change that it's like a waterfall but i can change the name of it you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then you do kind of decide like well it's called liberation falls because it's or like the name of the falls is attached to the name of the creek so then you kind of have to think about like you got to name the creek and then name the like it, it you do get into like the same problem spaces that someone who's naming things in a real way run into which is kind of fun
2: Mm. well actually the thing that i didn't um, mention that i should have that's very obvious to me now is the um debate around monuments also monuments and history yeah Yeah, that's what harriet tubman
0: column yeah present yeah yanked half straight out of there (laughs) so yeah thanks y'all that was that was awesome um it was really fun to hear uh what you're thinking uh through my explorations and, and i definitely want to try doing another one after doing yosemite
1: well also i wonder could you try to find a way to get like how many people would it take to treat mm-hmm. that map mm-hmm. as you've labeled it before it just becomes the
0: reality mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. you know what i mean
0: yeah there, yeah there's a surreptitious like maybe even like changing one or two of them or something and like trafficking them could be interesting
1: I dig it.
2: Yeah, There was a grad student at SAIC, um, like more than a handful of years ago, who um, was checking out from Blockbuster, which will date this, uh, um, okay. <laughs> um, he was checking out from Blockbuster copies of Alice in Wonderland, um, and then had made a new one that was like a Marxist critique. And the thing that I remember about it was, I think it was like, I don't know if he had recorded, re-recorded the audio or what, but it was like Alice wandering around saying like, who is Guy Debord? Um, <laughs> and then, and then he would re, you know, burn it because it was when burning technology was new. Um, yeah, really. That's awesome. Uh, I'm officially old. <laughs> uh, and then he would return it to uh, Blockbuster. And I always liked that idea. It's like the, uh, it was like the first instance of shop dropping. Um, yeah. But yeah. I like, I like the idea of it. Uh, Sort of Marxist indoctrination through um, <laughs> uh, children's videos. Totally, that's awesome. But I feel like the uh, map maps. There's a, there's an untapped market here, Rob.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Abigail, should we dive into yours? Let's do it. Oh, so the fr- hm. First image <laughs> I'm seeing is looks like a uh, looks like with the work surface is a cutting mat. Um, uh, not Still a surprise. Feeling. Yes, if Abigail works with fabric and other things. Yeah. Uh, and there's some paper products, some white, like eight and a half by 11 looking paper. And that looks to be like a very authoritative stapler, but it could be a hole puncher or something. I think I'm it's a sure. hole punch, man. Oh, yeah, because there's like a... It
1: looks like it's 100 years old, too. It does
0: look 100 years old, because there's like a spring-loaded kind of cylinder that we can see just mm-hmm. a little bit of that probably plunges down into that paper. And then in the background, we see some really nice... We see the package that this paper perhaps came from, and it says white shipping labels, inkjet. So it looks like it's going to be some sticky-back paper, I think.
3: Uh-huh.
1: All right, so image two. Ah, indeed, yes. we're punching in the... The holes are relatively big in diameter. It, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, if I can dip into my my tiny fashion knowledge, thanks to Abigail and Julie Feller, it reminds me of the holes that you punch when you are hanging patterns from that little T-hook. Like the, the diameter on them is relatively large, like three quarters of an inch or an inch across or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And look at that punch. It's um, It is not shaped exactly like a circle. It's shaped like a circle with four pointed corners and those plunge into it first to sort of get the circle cutting going. And then it, does the I circle. think that might
1: be a trick of the a trick of the image, but I can't what tell.
0: Let's see. Oh, Oh, maybe I, so. I see
1: what you mean though.
0: Yeah. Weird. I don't know what that is. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so we're seeing what looks to be possibly dozens of holes. Like you said, Taylor, three quarters of an inch or so uh, punched out.
3: Mhm.
1: Yeah, and then in image 3 we see it's Ooh. far more than yes, dozens. We do. It's many many many. Yeah. Um and then they appear to have uh I think all the text that we're seeing, oh maybe yep. those
0: are the four corners you those were looking look at. Those look like the four corners. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: you were right. Woo. And then I think the text is just backing paper. That's so right. I believe these are unprinted. They yep. don't have anything on them currently. So
0: we're seeing a nice pile of the ho- punched holes and then we're also seeing it was three sheets, it looks like, that were being punched um, at one time. And so that's probably yeah. easily, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. i will never
1: question your close read of an image again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing, Abigail, that Taylor and I have become. It's like a skill we didn't know we were developing, which is like forensic eyeing of an yeah. image to like <laughs> unpack what it is. Yeah. Taylor, so image number four. I'm always slightly jealous of... People who work with fabric and the amazing shears that they own. The shears, yeah, they're so nice. Yeah. They Easy. just have such an authority and like bird beakiness to them.
1: Also, Rob, to get your um, mm. to get your gear head on, uh, what you see in evidence there on that piece of pattern paper is um, uh, a notch made by an actual notcher, right? So it it puts oh. this like perfect little mark oh. in there. Um, that's the right depth with a rounded end, and that allows you to draw. With chalk around the outline of the pattern and make a little cut in um, to help you align different pieces of fabric. And stop me if I'm wrong, Abigail.
2: Nope, that's correct.
3: Mm.
1: For the win! I learned it from you, man.
0: Could could uh? So the um, a quick aside about the notcher. So the notch is yeah. is that because you're going to be folding that edge over, mm-hmm. and you need like a place where it doesn't the tension is relieved? Or how? What is the notch?
2: Okay. Uh, Taylor, Taylor, would you like to answer this? Because you can actually I, you know the answer.
0: Can I try and see
2: if yeah, I get yeah. it right? Yeah, yeah, do So it. the
1: um, so you're going to have hem allowance on all of these things. Yes. So the notcher does not needs to go in no further than that, and then you'll have two pieces that are meeting at that same edge, and so because fabric is funky and it'll stretch yes. at different rates and so okay. on the different places where you have the cut in yep, just need to align um, as you're pinning the whole thing together while well, sewing the whole thing together. That's cool. Um, but wait, did I get it, Abigail?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. It's like a, it's just a little uh, mark point that tells you uh, where to align things.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Feeling feeling good. I have cut so many pieces of fabric without allowing for the hem.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's horribly
0: a... embarrassing. But... No, no. <gasps> everything is slightly too small this is a safe space rap oh yeah cool thanks liberation (laughs) image number five okay we see okay oh i'm sorry so image number four there is there is a piece of dark fabric that has been it looks like almost like canvas or something in that that kind of tooth a little bit um that's been cut out and that looks like a leg or maybe a pant leg i'm just reading counting the squares one two three four
1: Wait, in image number five?
0: Image number four. Number four.
1: Oh, four. Got yeah,
0: it, I forgot. It. I didn't describe like what. Oh, oh, I'm zooming oh, in, was... and it says something leggings on the pattern. Hey, well done. Ha
3: ha
0: ha. Oh, and then says Soylent. It says Soylent.
3: <laughs> it soylent say leggings. Soylent. <laughs> leggings for people. Well, that's interesting.
0: Me, we'll see where that we'll see where that goes. Okay, image number five. Uh, Taylor, sorry, I, I think I ran off with that image. So you feel free to do number.
1: Five. Oh no worries. We're just we're sewing this thing up. Um, that's a, a fancy noodle. looking foot. Yep. I don't recognize that kind of sewing foot. I'm curious cl- to hear if that's an unusual. Close up, zoom on the one. sewing machine. Yeah. Well, because yeah, it's got like this um, sort of wrap around wire bar that I I don't find familiar, and I think it's not currently threaded. I think this is just a glamour shot.
0: Although, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Image number six is awesome. For sure. Uh, Equidistantly spaced dots that we were mm-hmm. seeing previously cut. Is that three inches apart, Taylor? Like a three-by-three three grid? Yeah, you get it, man. Yeah, nice. That's This cool. dude, that's your x Man power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it looks like we're getting some equidistantly, if those are... Tr- trousers <laughs> or leggings. leggings. We're getting some really nice dots on those on those leggings, which I'm excited about.
1: I'm also really interested at how so when you lay out leggings flat that have uh-huh. been sewn all together, you have the crotch is sort of this extra material, but right now the crotch is laying over flat and is not interrupting the pattern. Mm-hmm. Does that just happen to work out, or is there something is there some black magic in play here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. So Abigail, you have to tell us can we move forward or should we yeah. not move forward?
0: All right. So this is a whole bodysuit wrap. Yep. That is amazing. And it lines yeah. up so well. For sure. Almost like a long underwear style shirt. And it in li- those have the equidistant dots and the leggings have equidistant dots and the the dots line up very nicely in the photo between the shirt and the pants.
1: Yeah, and then she's got her leg kicked to the side, which yeah. activates the dots and sends them at a forty-five degree angle. Yes, and it w- works the pattern. So I'm I'm gonna take a guess, Rob, and say that maybe are these resists for some kind of dye? Oh,
0: just throwing that out. Oh there. yeah, I got I got to think about like motion capture tracking,
1: right? Because we're starting from black, so that would be a hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless you're spraying it with um, uh, bleach or something. Rob, did you ever do any of those real classic, like, uh, bleach your jacket or whatever in your punk days? Oh, yes. Yeah, you did. Yep.
0: (laughs) Cutting out the paper template and then, like, spraying the spray bottle of bleach over the paper template.
1: Oh, you were allowed to use templates? Is that punk rock?
0: I was, yeah. I was a crafty punk (laughs) rocker. Still am. Uh, We don't, yes. We don't know yet. So should we go to the next
1: image? Yeah, softwares, man. Softwares.
0: Taylor, what do you think that is?
1: This is all the talk of the town, both at the Art Institute and Columbia right now, with um, software packages. So I know the one that they're looking at at Columbia has to do with taking um, uh, a garment into a 3D modeling program, and then it automatically drapes on a body. Okay. But then, in this case, I don't know Zozo, the application here, and they just all have the dumbest names. (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like they're required to by law but Mm -hmm. the um because i was just researching 3d body scanning technology for columbia and this looks like some of those where you um get your body scanned and then you can automatically take measurements at all these key points so we can see these um, green lines on a body scan that are measuring like the calf and the upper thigh and the waist and the hips and that kind of thing
0: yeah and creating like polygons right or like triangles
1: yeah, yeah, in the classic sort of STL yep. polygon model, that's usually where the scan is going to come from, right?
0: Should we go to the next image? Sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So the next image is a screenshot from a looks like a web page or some sort yeah. of application that, that explains that the application used in the previous image before Zozo has sort of ceased to exist in the United States and is discontinuing its services in America's Asia Pacific and Middle East. We are extremely grateful for your support and interest in Zozo. What does this mean for you? I love these like um we're closing up shop web pages, you know? If you're not a customer, we're no longer accepting new signups. If you are a customer, you are no longer able to purchase a Zozo suit and you are no longer able to purchase new apparel. This might be a lath suit, a an Abbey suit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, is she making a knockoff Zoso suit? It could be,
0: it could be. <laughs> <laughs> and then how does that relate to the dots, Rob? That's that's a good question. I, do, I Now I'm back in the, into the motion capture body tracking. Like maybe the dots are used to create reference points in the digital oh, Were image? they
1: required to get the scan in the first place? I don't know. We should ask about it.
0: Yeah, I think we're close. But yeah, Spill the beans. Ab- then, Abigail okay. may have to tell yeah. us, yeah.
2: Do you guys um do you guys listen to reply all?
3: Yes. Yeah, for sure.
2: I, I feel like this is a yes, yes, no segment. Yeah. Or right. a no no yes. Yep. <laughs> so yes, this is a knockoff Zozo suit. Awesome. Zozo is slash was um a retailer from Japan, and they were quote clothing for a size free world. So liberated from the tyranny of small, medium, and large, which is something that is very near and dear oh. to my heart. It is more or less like a motion capture suit. They they sent out many, 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 many of these suits, um, and the idea is that you would have this little paper stand, and you'd put your telephone in the paper stand, and then uh. Uh, they would take photographs of you sort of moving in a circle, and it would, it, based on the spacing of the dots, would actually take, like, your exact body measurements, and so essentially you'd have a, a, an avatar, um, and then from that you could buy custom clothing that was fitted exactly to your body, so it was sort of a mass customization scheme. But it uh it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh
2: so it's it's sort of an, an homage to the Zozo suit. I liked I like the idea of it. It also um it also reminded me of past projects of both of yours. So Rob, this reminded me of your um your ping pong balls.
3: Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Uh,
2: And then, uh, Taylor, I was thinking about you and your open sourceness. So there are a couple of image transfer sizing open source softwares. And I'm hesitant about the idea of this sort of mass customization at at like a fast fashion scale um, for for labor reasons, um, among others. But I do think that it it is kind of interesting to think about garments that are developed to fit our bodies rather than our bodies having to fit garments. Um, So there's a sort of... liberation within within sizing that i admire and i i wonder with a sort of different internet ethos or diy ethos which is not a term that i usually subscribe to mm-hmm. how how that might change our relationship to clothing so that is my that is my fozozo
0: the suit is so cool yeah
1: and so your your fozozo um <laughs> do you think do you have any plans to try to get it into the pipeline where it gets scanned. Because I think even though it is, you know, knockoff in nature, I think it will really lend itself to a 3D. Well, except the black, maybe
2: yeah I'm but not you can, sure but it might work. I think it might work, yeah, I think yeah. I, potentially it could work behind like high enough contrast background. I've also yeah. been um I've also been doing a Gerber training. Gerber is one of the pattern softwares that you mentioned right. Taylor, and one of the things that they have is this image capture for digitizing paper patterns, so the mm-hmm. fashion industry is fairly old school, so that like ancient looking hole punch that you see is not actually ancient, but it's the tools themselves haven't really changed a whole lot right except that that's starting to happen now through the Gerber technology you can take a photograph on something called a target board and then based on the variable distances between the targets it digitizes your patterns for you which is fully mind blowing yeah, so i, I was sure. also thinking about that and there are, there are a couple of versions of open source pattern software that i'm that i'm interested in
1: does it grade the patterns too? Oh,
2: yes. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear the trumpets, you know, because they're playing outside.
1: So if I understand that, right, <laughs> the grading means that you're able to then just tell it make the waist bigger or whatever, and then it makes all the alterations. Is that correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. grading
2: um, Grading is just the sizing. So yeah. if you think about like the grade of a hill um, as having a certain slope, right, right. like an incline, grading a pattern is the same. So there's a gradual incline between an extra small and a large. I thought for sure you guys would have known about this. OSIS. Yeah, we,
0: we missed it. We missed it.
1: Living,
2: uh, living on the internet as you do.
1: There's just so much to know about.
2: There is. But know. that's what's beautiful. Don't you to sort of think that like you'll drop dead and expire when you stop learning things? This is sort of my mm. feeling.
1: That and when I've played every video game there is to play, which will <laughs> keep me. I'm really looking forward to that in my retirement. Can you imagine what video games are going to be like in our retirement?
0: It's going to be nuts. I want to make one now. I just want to wear the dotted, like equidistantly dotted outfit
2: you should but i would also recommend looking at videos of people in the zozo suit on the internet
0: <laughs> i'm excited Fantastic. to look into the downfall of the company too even though maybe it's a sad thing that they collapsed mm-hmm. it's it's a t- it's such an internet story you know of like we're gonna revolutionize the bump <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right you guys ready for
1: one more let's do it
2: So, are we on the spring 2019 um, grading completed?
1: Yeah, start there and then check Dear. out the images.
2: It says, "Dear faculty, on behalf of the entire office of the registrar staff, sincerest thanks for entering all of your spring 2019 grades, which is highlighted in red inexplicably on time."
0: So that's Good. the first image.
2: I see a package that I'm very suspicious about. Um, <laughs> it's called Supremacy <laughs> Company. Supremacy. Supremacy Co. in the box. <laughs> And it's uh, it looks like a craft, like a craft paper cardboard.
0: Yes, right. That's right. And Supremacy Co. is like the most, is written in the most generic possible way, which is is very strange and a little bit scary.
1: Yeah, generic
0: and off-putting. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks kind of like a like a smallish shoebox.
0: In the next image, we see what I think is just a flipped over bottom of the box. And it says, warning, with a couple of spaces between each of the three exclamation points, <laughs> strong magnet. Don't put it near your pacemaker. Don't put it near your credit card. And then there's like a wavy, irradiating horseshoe magnet in a caution triangle.
2: The next image, I'm going to make a bold leap here and say that this is the Chicago River. And it's a dock.
0: Very contemporary vibe.
2: Yeah. And it looks like it's um, hinged to the bank so that it can go Mm -hmm. up and down depending on how much... um, Water flow there is or oh right, sewage if you yeah. live here. Yes. Sometimes yeah. there's some sewage yeah. in the rivers. We have yeah. a lot of rain. Yep. Uh, and then the, a glass building that looks like it's a hazard for migratory birds.
0: This is like a wow, such a Chicago image. Uh, next image. Oh. Okay. Oh. So we see what probably was inside the box, which is indeed a large magnet round like a hockey puck but bigger i don't know
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like an eye bolt yeah right yeah
0: with a big loop yeah eye bolt on the top of it and it does say supremacy co like laser etched into the um like chrome stainless steel covering of the magnet we see a small orange bottle of thread locker i assume just up to no good with that mm-hmm. and, then, <laughs> and then that looks like what 25 like feet nylon. of nylon rope
3: yeah Hmm.
0: Okay, so we see yeah, this like very like Spider-Man kit almost. This thread locker, about the nylon line and the giant magnet.
3: Mm, mhm.
0: Abigail, what do you see in the next image?
2: Um a that uh let's see. So the line or um rope because it is not on a boat. So the rope um has been hooked onto the magnet hockey puck m- magnet uh with a carabiner. And Taylor looks like he has some, uh, probably some of his welding gloves, actually. Um, and it looks like the line has been dropped into the water and then put back on the deck because the um, the line is leaching a little bit of water.
0: Yes, I'm so excited by this. It, it Abigail, <laughs> I am going to gamble that Taylor is trying to fish some sort of a large metal object out of the water with this setup.
2: I would agree with you.
0: You know, there's there's that whole thing on Twitter. Like, can you tell an entire story in <laughs> in one tweet? This image uh-huh. is doing that same work. It's like mm-hmm. there's so many ways a person could imagine this image uh, is supporting a narrative.
2: Yes, baby
1: shoes for sale. I was yes. going
2: to say that. I was just, <laughs> just going to volunteer that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's the What
1: is it?
2: Oh, uh, it's a uh, Heming- Hemingway, isn't it? Indeed. Somebody made a bet with Hemingway that he couldn't make a one-sentence story or something, and he right. made it in like six words or mm. less. Or what's the line? For sale: children's shoes, never worn, or something, mm-hmm. something along those lines.
0: Yep. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Next image, we um, see he has.
2: Safety sort first. Of tied
0: off. Yes. Yeah, safety first. Yes. Tied off the line to the handrail of the dock. Next image. Oh.
2: Oh. a master lock.
0: Like uh-huh. a classic kind of high school style lock. But the whole front face is just gone.
2: Yeah, the front dial is missing.
3: This is oh. good. <laughs> Bungie
2: cord, <laughs> screwdriver, bottle cap. What is it? What is the thing that looks like a um like a votive holder?
3: The
0: steel shot glass, yeah. Taylor is fishing a out of the river <laughs> we have a bottle cap, a mm-hmm. screwdriver that says Nikki H on it, a bungee cord, Abigail, that you mentioned. And then there's this weird blob, but there's a blob on there that we don't really know what that is.
1: I never found out what that is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Abigail, I'll let you take the next one.
2: Oh, it's, um, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, I I feel like this image um, should just be called uh, dub bears.
3: Yeah, um, it should.
2: <laughs> it is. Uh, it is one of those uh, folding folding chairs, the kind that that you put into a, a long skinny bag that you would take to a sports ball game if yes. you were sports, sports ball inclined.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's been in there for quite some time. Oh oh the next image lumberation 08b
2: oh yeah
0: a large crustacean has made its way out of the folding chair and onto the dock yeah
2: oh what a beautiful little lobster
0: you know often with these challenges you
1: think and think and then you kind of do something and you're not sure about it or whatever I was looking around at some YouTube videos and there's videos that get millions of hits of people going out and doing magnet fishing. And I was just like, Oh my God, (laughs) I have to do this. Yeah. So if you look on Amazon, these magnet fishing kits, um, they, they come all as a piece. So you get the nylon rope and the thread locker, which prevents the magnet from just the eye bolt from spinning off the magnet. Um, this was an 800 pound pole magnet, but you can get up to like 2,500 or maybe even 3,000. So you can get them that they're so heavy that if you get your finger in between it and a piece of steel, it'll like really like break your fingertip or whatever. Uh, this one, I mean, it says 800 pounds, but it's not like, I mean, if you get it on a surface, you can pry it off. My concern was that I'd get it locked on something in the river and it would just be there forever. But I think you really have to engage a you know clean piece of steel exactly face on to do that. Right. Um, so in this case I just went out to the closest place I could find in my house that I could get access to the river and I thought a dock was good cuz there were probably people dropping shit off the sides of boats or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and I was really just out there for 90 minutes and you know <laughs> ultimately if somebody comes to ask you what you're doing you just say oh, I'm just like picking trash out of the river and throwing it away. It's
0: a public service.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so people would mm-hmm. come by and sort of you know eyeball you and you would talk to them about it and, and universally everyone just thought it was really funny. Um so I talked to some people and sat there fishing stuff out. And um, and it was cool, too, because when it would grab, you'd get the same kind of feedback you get from fishing where the magnet would sort of pull a little bit. And then you'd have to pull up in a very specific way or else yeah. you'd lose the load. Yeah. Um, so getting the chair up, like I kind of found the chair <laughs> and then was pulling on it, it, would lose it and had to, you know, go. And so I think sometimes people go out with a couple people where they can get multiple magnets on an object. Um, Oh wow! There was was plenty of stuff that I did not have the power to pull up. So who knows what kind of shit was down there? Gosh, this was like what is the urban equivalent of going on a vacation and going to fish? This was me just driving out, you know, twenty minutes from my house and pulling some crap out of the uh, river. And so I highly recommend it. I think the kit I got was fifty bucks. It was, uh, and it's well
0: worth it. That is so cool.
2: It reminds me of the people on the beach who have the metal detectors and do, like, the the sweeps of um, the beach, combing the beach for lost rings. And
1: And the the thing about this is, my guess, is that you're much more likely to get stuff by going into the water like this because it's just so much less likely to have been removed.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So some of the things I got out looked like they'd just been in there for, you know, 100 years and had built up all this crap. And then other things were like, oh, someone lost this in 2017 and just didn't, you know. Bother to pull it out or whatever uh yeah but liberation it was a, it felt great and i wasn't sitting in front of a computer and yes it was really rewarding and um uh yeah i don't know so, so many i was just talking to my students about how much of the creative process is such a drag like it's mm-hmm, not actively mm-hmm. enjoyable but this was directly actively enjoyable i, I want to encourage you guys to do it
0: that's cool i mean
2: I also like that you guys are proponents of kits because you had you had the knife kit.
3: Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, there's the the fishing. How did you call it? Metal fishing magnet fishing. Magnet Magnet
0: fishing. fishing. It has such a great name too. Wow, liberation. We we did it. I was super into the projects this week. Every one of them. Yeah, really good. Great. Yeah. Really fun. You can find photos of our finished projects over at our project site called projects.opposablepodcast.com. We also have links in our show notes and we will post cool stuff to our Instagram account, which is opposable underscore podcast. Uh, we'd like to send you an opposable thumb sticker. If you share a podcast episode with a friend, let us know and we will send you a sticker. Just Instagram us at opposable underscore podcast or send us an email at opposable at gmail.com. We'd like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters, Charlene McBride, Adam Mayer, Deb Chatra, Blondie Hacks, Nick Kantar, Walter Katundu, and David Bellhorn. They're our top Patreon supporters, and if you'd like to join them in the League of Patreon Supporter Badasses, just go to patreon.com slash opposable thumbs to sponsor us. Anything you can donate really helps the show. Our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment-free experience for everyone, regardless of race, gender, age, sexual orientation, disability, physical appearance, body size, knowledge of subject matter or religion, or lack thereof. We actively support an inclusive environment, and we want you to be a part of it. You can check out our full code of conduct over at our site. Abigail, do you have any fun links or interesting things that you'd like to share with, with our folks before we sign off?
2: I've been really enjoying New Models. Um, which is a website which also has a companion podcast, um which I think we're maybe linking maybe that's happening right now uh and uh in particular, there was an essay um and also an, an interview sort of companion episode um with an artist named Joshua Sodorella, um which was like a deep dive into the internet um which talked about contrapoints and irony and politics and the internet um in ways that rang all of my bells. Um And then uh, in case anybody after supporting on your Patreon feels like supporting more things, yes there is a workers cooperative that's launched fairly recently in Chicago called Blue Tin that's doing oh. really interesting work. If you're not familiar with the workers cooperative model, um, I strongly recommend that you look into it. It seems like the only viable alternative to capitalism sort of within the paradigm that exists presently but i know that they are currently um, in the fundraising so it's a um, workers cooperative that's sewing garments that is their members are refugee women and they are incredible that's super cool check it out
0: wow taylor i i now did the thing that you did last time which is i just signed up for a podcast while recording another podcast so excellent new model sounds great
2: oh also and uh other things that i'm into is um Rob's enjoyment of the Great British Baking Show.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you. I
2: love I love the Great British Baking I'm Show. I'm so <laughs> addicted.
0: It's like it's like it pains me every day that I don't get to watch one of oh, the I episodes.
2: Know, know. It's so good.
0: <laughs> I was just to see you follow up with your cake. Yes.
1: As
3: well.
0: The thing I wanted to share was that I have posted the full video of baking a lemon Madeira cake inspired by the Great British Baking Show on my very nascent YouTube channel called Shimmering Trash Pile. And um, you can see me make many mistakes uh, and get a few things right. And I did end up—spoiler alert—the cake was edible at the end, but extremely overbaked and dry. <laughs> but but it did it did work out okay.
1: A report from the new science fiction author files. I'm reading a um, uh, a Jonathan Lethem, and I understand he's not really known for. Science fiction, but this book called *Girl in Landscape*, which is a um, coming-of-age story about a young woman, a sort of preteen, who moves with her family to a um, an alien planet, and um, so is sort of going through puberty and um, also undergoing these other kinds of monumental, you know, planet-size changes, (laughs) um, which sort of reflects, of course, the the way that puberty feels like a planet-size change. Um, So it's in the it's about young people but i wouldn't necessarily qualify it as YA although it it certainly i think could be readable by mm, people mm-hmm. by young people mm-hmm. so i haven't gotten all the way through so there's time for it to uh, go pear shape but um i've been really digging it um, cuz i've been trying to you know double down on my new my new authors i was getting a little um fried in terms of the oh, standard yeah. um uh you know the Gibsons and the this and that yeah i'm, I'm bad to do that myself
0: what what's it called again
1: uh, girl in landscape girl in by landscape. Jonathan Lethem, L-E-T-H-E-M, and I think that came from Adam Savage. Actually, did a um, a little Q and A on his website, uh, the former MythBuster, where he he recommended a whole bunch of sci fi novels, um, and there was some really great stuff. And there a, another one, an upcoming one is, um, I'm forgetting the name of it. I'll talk more about it later, but I think it's like about this group of people that seated. Um, Earth, And they're they're writing basically a report about how people did over their entire history. Wow. And so it covers like the entire history of humanity, including 100 years into the future where the white man is put on trial for fucking all that shit up. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Wow. So, so I've got a, a couple a couple coming down the pipe. I'm really excited about. That's cool.
2: That's the sequel to the People's History of the United States.
1: Yes. Yeah. The oh, I don't know that book. Tell me more. Howard Zinn. Oh. Maybe.
3: Yeah. Howard Zinn. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah it's
3: okay. I'm it right, is cool. I'm
1: writing it down.
2: It's not science fiction, though. It's, no. It's, um. Yeah. No. That's just our sad truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Abigail, do you have any anything that you want to share? Any events or fun mm-hmm. things happening soon or the summer?
2: Uh, Yes, so the Rational Dress Society is about to commence uh, production. Mm -hmm. We're partnering with a new uh, manufacturer in Hendersonville, North Carolina, which we're extremely excited about, named SoCo. Pay their workers a living wage, which is a novelty in the fashion industry. Yeah. So we're super excited. We're going to be launching jumpsuit denim. Um, So freedom from the tyranny of choice is nigh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so
0: on that. <laughs> where, where should people go to uh, get in on the jump? Jump, they should fun?
2: jump on the World Wide Web at yes. www.jumpsu.it. Uh, dot dot so that's jumpsuit awesome. with the yeah, that's uh, great. period between the I and the T.
0: We'll make that our top link in our show notes so people can just jump right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's awesome. I have I have not much going on this summer. I'm doing a little bit of traveling for fun, but I think that's it. I have an aspiration to go to Mutech just as a listener participant in Montreal. And so hopefully I'll pull that off, but we'll see. But other than that, I'm just being boring right now. Taylor, you hey, have Matt. lots of things going on, don't you, this summer?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're all upcoming. Uh, I keep on expanding the stuff that's going to go <laughs> into this show in North Adams, but I'm really getting into this uh, theme of... Um, rendering the invisible visible and then so i was talking to my partner audrey about this and then deborah parr another colleague of mine who works in scent and um it's just totally blowing my mind when i look back through my work history like oh this this falls into that theme and that falls into that theme so i'm kind of like changing my understanding of myself and my creative practice in a way that's Really satisfying, because for so long it was really technology forward in a mm-hmm. way that was just hard to communicate to a lot of you know a, a diverse audience mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's just been i'm I'm on a voyage of self discovery right now again yeah
0: you're you're embracing the liberation challenge
1: indeed <laughs> indeed
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the best space to be in though, right like you said something earlier about art production, um mm-hmm. actually just being sort of laborious and not that much fun most of the time, um, right. but the thing that you just described is actually the most fun.
3: Yeah, no,
0: I'm yeah. I'm feeling it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of surprising me. So we are going to be taking a little bit of a summer break uh, for the next little while. We're not quite sure how long, but it probably is a month, a couple months. I don't know. Taylor, what do you think?
1: Abigail, I don't think we know what we're going to do. So right. would you like us to know the challenge now or know the challenge later, knowing that we do not have a guest next episode and we might be unfairly, prepared or perhaps you want us unfairly prepared you call it
2: yeah i i kind of want you to be unfairly prepared because it's okay. a it's a big challenge if that's great. good because uh,
0: i want to know it
1: great. okay
2: because i'm excited are you ready yeah
0: i'm glad it's you're it. doing this because okay. i want to know too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, the challenge is uh capital
0: whoa uh, Shit. yeah <laughs> oh, that's a good one i'm on it yep oh man i think
1: I think I already know what I'm going to do, Rob. Oh, I definitely don't. I just I just
0: got it in a bolt, a bolt oh. from the blue. Oh. <laughs> Abigail, thanks mm. so much for being on the podcast. It was super yeah. great to have you on. No, yeah. thanks
2: for thanks for having me. This was really mm-hmm. fun.
0: I had heard the legend and lore of the work you do for some time through Taylor, and so I was very excited to actually meet yeah. the person.
2: So great. no, Indeed. I was I'm really super excited. I, I like what you guys are doing. So thanks for having me on.
1: I want to do an I want to do an audio project with you. I've been having dreams about it um where i'll I'll be falling asleep and I'll think of this really great beat and then I'll think I do not have the training to write this down in any way yeah and it just evaporates poof that's it.